0: Welcome into to the Friday, November 17, 2023 installment of Market Plus. Joining us again, Naomi Bloom. I want to correct a record just to make sure I'm not accused of stealing any lines. Our analysts come on after they've written commentary all week. And the person to my right did write the words Debbie Downer on one of the markets. It's her line, not mine. Just <laughs> wanted to make sure. You said okay. it, not me. Thanks, Paul. Okay. <laughs> any Debbie Downers in the market this week for you? besides what we talked about in beans
1: Oh um, well no that was primarily the one uh, with the setback that we had so just not enough bullish news to get us over that technical resistance hump. So we've got we, we have of course the the soybeans back on track so that's great news Our crush numbers are fantastic. We had the NOPA crush report this week that was just again hitting it out of the park for demand there. Um, and, and the market seems to be content to be in a range right now um, with the March contract, like $14 resistance um, and support near, let's just say, 1350. dollars um, But where we finish today is on support. And so Sunday night's market is going to just be based on that South American weather. And there's potential there. There's absolutely potential for the soybean market. Uh, but it's got to do some uh, weather watching here in the short term.
0: That's a big thing for you. Finishing on support, hitting resistance. You really watch that a lot. What does do. that tell you?
1: Um, it helps me with a roadmap. So it, for me, it's like remember those old school choose your own adventure mm-hmm. books? Okay. Or you're looking at a map in front of you. So when I look at the technical charts, I can ba- base my opinion of okay, this market's either going to, if we can get some friendly news, here's why we could go a dollar higher, and it helps me set cash targets to the upside. But also, if we get negative news, I can project to the downside where we're going to go. So I know um, in terms of like if people had bought puts, where do we want to t- put our profit orders at and things like that. So it's, it's a very critical roadmap. Um, but the fundamental news ultimately guides things when everything is said and done.
0: Yeah. Okay, that was I, I mentioned it, I just it just dawned on me so yeah. sorry for throwing no, you curveball by the way for home run we should probably say touchdown we're in football season oh, now yeah, right, right, right. or three pointer yeah. for the okay. NBA okay. or something like Perfect. that alright let's start with Tony in Nevada he has a question on X that came to us he says Naomi, with mother nature wreaking havoc on planet earth and no end in sight do you think $13 beans and $5 corn are the new normal
1: and the answer is no and um, for I just both? think, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, I think back to 2012, 13, 14, when we had high grain prices, and everybody's back then said $5 is the new normal for corn. And boy, did we get egg on our face, right? We, <laughs> markets can go wherever they want, and they can do whatever they want, and there is no normal. Um, so at some point, it wouldn't surprise me if in a few years, if the weather straightens out, why we could have $3 corn. In a couple years, just like we did years ago, because markets like to go to places that they've been. Um, or to his point, if the weather is not fantastic, there's reasons why in the longer term prices could go back up. So never, never say any never say anything concrete in this industry, that's for sure.
0: Especially if you record it on camera and can go back and play it off the internet. Uh Paul in Wisconsin, we have a couple of Wisconsin questions for you. Uh do you think the weakness of the dollar will continue? If so. Isn't that a positive for exports and higher grain prices?
1: Okay. So let's back up the truck one one component. So this week we had really good news, PPI and CPI numbers came in less than expected. So those are measures of inflation at the wholesale level and at the retail level. So the good news is that inflation is going down. So what you can take away from that is that the feds um, aggressive interest rates hikes have worked and demand is starting to slow down a little bit. Uh, when there's no threat of higher interest rates on the horizon, that's what's making the dollar retreat. And the dollar has come down nicely, and I think that was a good reason why we had some nice export sales this week. So that's, it's very welcome news. Do I think it's going to go down further? I do. It's going to you know, chop and zig and zag along the way. But really there is this attitude that at least the Feds are not going to raise interest rates anymore. But usually what they do is they'll hold them steady for six months to a year. And then they're going to see where the chips fall before they start any reduction. So I don't see that they're going to reduce interest rates, but at least they'll hold them steady. And when there's no story to tell, then we'll probably see that dollar continue to go lower, which, yeah, absolutely. That's great for U.S. ag exports, and that helps you know, with, with a, a demand story.
0: Because is the dollar kind of like what when we talk about in commodities, if there's no fresh news to feed, we, we yep. usually go backwards. Absolutely. So you're saying the same yes. thing for yes. the dollar.
1: Yes, that okay. is definitely the same component. Okay.
0: Occasionally I listen, sometimes, <laughs> not always. Uh, let's ask Scott in Wisconsin. He has another question. Is the bull sleeping in the cattle market?
1: The bull has been slaughtered, I think. Um, I'm sorry to say it like that. but. Um, that it's two things. So the technical damage has been done on charts, but also, again, the notion that, you know, the herd obviously not rebuilt back to where it, it needs to be or where it could be, but this imported cattle part of the equation has made people say, okay, it's, it's going to slowly fix itself in terms of more production is coming, and we're out of the woods in terms of um, just this dire situation of a, a smaller herd with feed prices coming down you know, that's another reason for producers to get a little bit more current. And I have to tell you, I have been driving um, around Wisconsin and my drive here and there are a lot of cattle out grazing pleasantly <laughs> across the, the hills in Wisconsin we'll just more say, than me- I've ever seen before. So I feel like things are, things are starting to, to shift in, in certain areas, not everywhere. I've got clients in Missouri who are still struggling. And I've got clients in Nebraska who are struggling from the standpoint of, of the herd is, is still smaller. So it must be regional. Um, that's the only thing I can think of, but I, I think those high prices are behind us. We'll, we'll get a recovery bounce, we'll, we'll, we'll go back up. We need to do, fill a few, couple of gaps on the chart, but I don't think we're gonna go rocketing higher anymore.
0: Okay, so if we're not gonna rocket higher and we bounce back, What keeps us at that level and what knocks the legs out from under this? Is this an overproduction story that could be told in a year to two that knocks this thing down?
1: Well, I think it will be a slow grind. So I I see more for this upcoming uh, first quarter more of a sideways trading range as we start to try to really establish, okay, where are these numbers going to be? Has our export market picked up now that the dollar's dropping? Uh, Where's the domestic demand, we have holidays coming, we have still football, um, so plenty of um, tailgating and Super Bowl parties to come yet. So the the demand story, I think, is going to pick up a little bit, especially with prices maybe coming Mm -hmm. down. Uh, So that's what makes me think we'll probably go into that sideways trading range. Um, And then probably 2025, if the path continues for the notion of herd expansion, then we'll start to see it go down in 2025.
0: Fair enough. Austin and Iowa wants to stick with the cattle theme, but with a different commodity. Any reason to hope for bullish news in corn?
1: It would be the um, South American weather situation with that safrina crop. Um, if, if, if it's planted late, it's going to struggle. So that is something to watch, but that doesn't really happen until late March when that is a, a topic to talk about. Um, But I think that you're going to see our export market actually pick up just a little bit. Um, And then there will be the entire competition for acres conversation that we'll have to have because right now everyone's thinking there's going to be more beans planted next year. Uh, Really?
0: Because it's not, you don't subscribe to the, that was the roundtable discussion, more corn.
1: Oh, no, I think there'll be more beans next year. Oh, yeah.
0: Because of the
1: because $14, 15
0: yes, that you're talking about. Yes,
1: and so the thing is going to be, though, the producers need to make sure that they're aware of that seasonal pattern where prices push higher into the first part of January. And then we take a look and see where's the South American weather at. If things are improving, prices come down. So you have to be ready and on your game in early January to be thinking out, not only if you have any remaining beans at home, but be thinking about the... Harvest of 2024. Because then, if we have an increase in supply, it might be something where that bean price just starts to dwindle lower. Uh, beans continue to be the leader in the complex. Um, and I think there's, you know, with all these more crushing plants coming on, it continues to be the friendly story. Yeah, I think there'll be more beans next year than corn.
0: Okay, this is off topic, tiny bit. Uh, not South American weather, but our weather. In the fall, the last few falls, we've had a recharge in a lot of the grain. Mm. Growing regions. That rain has gone other places. I know. I know they'll tell me in Michigan I'm wrong, but they've had much more rain. But there are parts that are not going to be recharged. Does that give you any cause for extra bullish jolts to corn and soybeans? If we don't have, we have dry soils. Yeah. Oh. In April, May.
1: And I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because we haven't had the soil recharge. Um, winter. I saw the winter forecast and. Not great if you're into snowmobiling <laughs> or downhill skiing. Um, so it's going to be a struggle. So then the question is, um, yeah, if we start the season with depleted soil moisture next year, that, that could be another factor for a summer rally next year. So
0: Because I still hear from people who are like, I don't know how that crop was as big as it was given the, la- the less moisture that we had. Yeah. But that's another thing. Uh, I want to thank Austin for his question. I'm, I kind of covered it a little bit, but I want to move to Bruce in Iowa here to wrap up our Market Plus here. And, and Bruce wants to know, Naomi, with a lot of feeder cattle coming to town early, right off the dried up pastures and record slaughter cow sales, what quarter will the markets find some ground for new highs? I know you already said we've slaughtered the cattle market, you still thinking that? You didn't change your mind in three minutes?
1: <laughs> well, we're going to get the recovery bounce. And so um, from a technical standpoint, um, you know, it could be like 10 bucks. I mean, there's some technical recovery that needs to happen, maybe even a little bit more than that. Um, but I don't think we're going to go back into anything to where we've, we've been. The, um, the, just the percep- perception has really shifted. So just when you see the recovery rallies, those are opportunities for, for producers to be able to make some cash, um, but tied to shift. Rear view. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Enjoy your drive home. Good to see you. Watch for deer. Oh, watch for deer. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving to you.
0: All right. Naomi Bloom, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah. That'll do it for Market Plus next week. We're going to check economic conditions on Main Street as well as the fields of America. We'll have, also have the commodity market analysis with Chris Robinson. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.